The latitude and longitude is certainly uh, a piece of information that you could use for a starting point if you needed to, but it is our responsibility, our primary responsibility is to get a location for the what is needed for help. And, and why is that so important? If, if we don't know where you are, we cannot send fire rescue, we can't send police. It delays our response time. Okay. Let's talk about March 18, 2015. Were you working on that day? Yes, I was. And tell the jury what shift were you working on? I was working day shift from 6.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. All right. At some time after uh, 2.30, did you get a call, a 911 call, from uh, Green Place in Long Island? Yes, a 911 call from and, cell phone. And can you tell the jury about that call? It came in on a cell phone. I remember I... As a matter of course, I look at my <coughs> computer screen, which is myself, my phone screen, to see what kind of information is coming in. And I noticed it was a cell phone with a lot long. So I have to get a location. And how do you get the location? You have to ask the person. And a lot of times, if that person doesn't know the location, you have to depend upon landmarks and geography knowledge. Your Honor, can I approach the witness? You may, thank you. Ms. Kemper, I'm going to hand you what's been marked as People's Exhibit 1, which counsel has a copy of, and I also showed it to her. Um, can you take a look at Exhibit 1? Which is the disc, right? Yes. Can you take the disc out of the envelope? Are your initials on this disc? Yes. Can you tell the court what's on, the, what's on this disc? <clears throat> Excuse me, this is a recording of the 911 uh, call that came into our center on March 18th. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago, did you listen to this to make sure that that's what's on it? I did. Okay, Your Honor, at this time I move to admit Exhibit 1. No objection, thank you. Court will admit Exhibit 1. And Your Honor, with the court's permission, I ask the publisher to the jury. You may publish And we actually have it on this PowerPoint. March 18, 2000. 15, pause it just 14, a moment. 41, 33. Sorry, sorry. Ms. Kemper, just so the jury knows what to expect, how long is this call about? Do you remember? Approximately six minutes. Okay, and it's, and it, can you tell the jury so they understand as they're going through, what are some of the things they're going to hear on a call like this? Objection. Uh, bolstering, hearsay, relevance. Mr. Garner? Um, Your Honor, I'm asking her uh, uh, to, to explain the context of which, what uh, the jury will hear on the 911 call. I think it's just helping them understand. Overruled. You may answer the question. This tape will be an incoming conversation with the caller. The position I was working that day also involved uh, dispatching <coughs> fire and rescue to the location. So you're you're going to hear the toning of the fire department and the time that they were sent and the, the conversation with Michelle and I until the police find her. And in a call like this, um, do you have a goal with, in terms of keeping the caller on the line for a while? Yes. With a cell phone caller, it's important that law enforcement is with them and that you can hear them on your in your ear so that you are free to disconnect 
because you're the only one that's with them up until that time. And in this call, you eventually disconnect? I do. Uh, is law enforcement with the victim at that point? They are. Okay. Now, if we can publish, or finish publish. <coughs> I 
couple more questions. <clears throat> now, how are you able to confirm at the end of the call that the police are actually uh, at the location? She indicated to me that the doorbell was ringing. I needed to have that confirmed. It could have been someone else ringing the doorbell. Okay. And it's, it's a couple of times during the call, you're like talking to other people or you're yeah. doing something. Can you explain to the jury what that was? Uh, no one does my job alone have a group of partners that I have to work with. We all take uh, part in getting the response to the person that needs it. So I was talking to my radio partner. Uh, my other partner took over my fire channel so I could just focus and stay with Michelle. So we work uh, together to try and figure out what we know about the location and uh, make sure that officers are at the right place. And finally, Ms. Kemper, just so we're clear, I think I was a little approximate about the time of the call. You were able to figure out exactly when this call came in, right? Yes. And, and what was the time that it came in? 1421, sorry, 1441 and 33 seconds. And that's military time, right? Yes. So for lawyers, it means 241 in the afternoon. Yes. And 
so the record will be clear. I'll try to ask you specific questions, and you can answer them the best you can. So you then went downstairs with the defendant. Mm -hmm. I did, yes. Because uh, she told you there were girl clothes there? Yes. Okay, did you ever see any girls clothes down there? No, we went into this room to the left down the stairs, and there was, I just remember there was like a game console and a lots of shelving, and so she kind of looked like she was looking all through the shelving. And so eventually I just said, you know, I actually don't really need anything. Thank you for sharing your house with me and giving me these. And I just turned around to walk towards the door. So she never found any girls clothes? No. But she was like looking for something? Yes. Okay. And so then you started to leave and go back to the stairs? Yes. Okay. Can you tell the jury what happened then? Well, I was going up the stairs and um, then she, as I was going up the stairs towards the door, she struck me from behind, um, right in my chest. And um, it's hard to describe exactly what it was. I mean, she hit me and then it was sort of like, almost like pulling up my sweater, kind of scratching at me. Oh, and Ms. Wilkins, by the way, what kind of sweater were you wearing that day, remember? Uh, I don't. Okay, sorry. And what was she hitting you with? Did you tell? Oh, she was with her hands. Okay. She didn't have any thing in her hands. It was just her hands. So after she hit you, what did you say? Well, I mean, it was after she struck me. I mean, part of me wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, and I said, "Did I have a spider or a bug or you know what was it?" And she said, "Oh, I think I got it." And then it, she did it again, and so I was really confused about what she was trying to do, and um. And we'll try to go through this with specific questions. I know it's difficult, but let me try to be precise. So after she hit you a couple times in the spider, did you go back downstairs? She um, pulled me around by my sweater. She grabbed my sweater and she swung me around so I was facing the other direction. Okay, and then what happened? And then um, I kind of jerked myself away and I said, what are you doing? And she said, you know, and she said, um, like, threw her hands up as if in defense and said, well, why would you go into someone's house and do that to them? Okay, and what did you say in response to that? I just, well, I felt like I was, you know, that this person is really unstable. And so I just held up my hands and I said, I don't want to hurt you, I just want to leave. And then what happened? And then she started saying, I don't trust you, you need to wait here while I call the cops. And during this time also I slipped my cell phone, because I didn't have the purse on me, I just slipped it into the bag, because I felt like I didn't know where this was going yet. Um, and so she's like grabbing me and shove, trying to shove me towards the bathroom. And, you know, I'm I'm pushing against her and we're sort of wrestling, you know, as I'm trying to get back towards the door. Did she ever get you in the bathroom? She didn't. She was pushing me really forcefully towards the bathroom and um, and I guess at, at the last minute she threw me into the side bedroom okay. 
and um, and so eventually she got you in this bedroom, right? Yes. And can you tell the jury what you remember about what happened next? So she asked me, um, she kept threatening to call the cops. And so then I pulled out my cell phone at that moment and I said, well, I'll call the cops then. And she lunged for the phone and then she started hitting my face repeatedly with her fist and just wrestling me backwards. Was there a bed in that bed? There was. And did you get on that bed eventually? She, yeah, she kept pushing me back until I landed on my back on the bed. Okay, and tell the jury what you remember about what happened after that. Well, first she grabbed a pillow and she was trying to smother me with the pillow. And I was sort of windmilling my arms and trying to knock away the pillow. And at one point she did have it over my face and I was just trying to take deeper, you know, keep breathing, and, um, which was really difficult. And so, but eventually, I guess I knocked it out of her hands because, and pulled it off and knocked it out of her hands because then she just went at me with her bare hands. Okay. Um, went at you, meaning what? Tell the jury what you remember. That she stopped using the pillow. I think I knocked it out of her hands and then she just used her hands, kept hitting me and tried to trick me. And at some point, uh, did she use a bottle or something? She did. <laughs> what happened, I just remember I kept asking her why she was doing that. I just kept saying, why? Why are you doing this? And I just remember this one point where I was just holding my hand over my head. And I just said, I don't know why you're doing this. I love you. and. She broke the bottle over my head. I think actually what happened was she grabbed this bottle first from in front of the window, which the way it was floating, I thought it was like oil and vinegar. It was, I don't know. And she picked it up and she smashed it over my head. And that's when I held up my hand. I said, I don't know why you're doing this. I love you. And she said, if you love me, you'll let me do this. And then she stabbed it into my neck. And can you show the jury where on your neck, she said. Right here. And you saw the scar there? I do. Okay. And that's on your left side of your neck? It is. All right. Do you remember feeling that, stabbing? I do. And it was, I just remember everything was wet and slippery. And I remember when she stabbed me, and then she removed it, and then she continued to try to choke me after that. Were you bleeding? I was, I mean, I didn't see it, you know, I guess I was so caught up in the moment, I couldn't tell what the wet was between the liquid and the bottle or blood, I didn't know. And <clears throat> we're just about through this, but let me ask you a couple questions. The bottle, um, uh, can you, do you know what kind of bottle it was? Or did you at that time? I didn't at that time. Okay, but it had some kind of liquid in it? Yeah, it looked like oil and vinegar to me, the way that it was separated. That's, I didn't know what it was. And can you show the jury where on your head did she hit you with the bottle? She hit it right on the crown of my head. And I guess a little forward. Okay. And did it break? It did. So it you did. then felt the liquid from the bottle? Yeah. Okay. And then was she choking you after this? She was. And after she stabbed you? Kind of actually. She choked me. Sorry. I'm sorry. I feel... I sustain the objections. I feel he'll ask you another question. 
and Ms. Wilkins, I'm, I'm trying to be precise with questions. So, um, after, uh, did, she, did she stab you in the neck? She did. And you know what she stabbed you with? With the body. 